fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, you got to love fantasy football where Case Keenum and C.J. Beathard were top five quarterbacks this week. Austin Eckler and... Isaiah Crowell, top five running backs. Robert Woods and Chester Rogers, top five wide receivers. Garrett Selling, not a huge shock. Jermaine Gresham, top five tight ends. Let's recap Sunday's action. Let's recap week 10 with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. Jamie, star analyst of the week. Nice work. This is what, two of the last three weeks? You got the number one quarterback with your start of the week or two of the last four? Uh, You mean with Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I don't remember how long ago Cousins was, but. Yes, it was to good this to season, get Jared sure. Goff as a start of the week, correct? Yeah, man, way to go, Kirk Cousins. That was uh, 31 fantasy points against San Francisco in Week Six, and uh, here in Week Ten, I think 31 or 32 for Jared Goff. Beautifully done, well done, and he's all coming. In the second half. Yeah, all. In the, were you nervous? Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet your Twitter mentions changed quite a bit. Uh, that's uh, it. Wasn't too bad. I think you know more people were waiting to pile on in the second half. There you go, Heath. Uh, what was your best call this week? Uh, waiting for Sterling Shepard. Waiting. He's here. Oh. He's healthy. He's spectacular. You got a little nervous, uh, when he held that hammy. Oh, I was very nervous. I tweeted that he pulled his hammy. Uh, he, that should have been a long catch. He definitely tweaked it on that play, yeah. but he came back out. They threw it to him like 17 times in garbage time. And he had a fine, he had 97 yards before that final drive. But, uh, yeah, he was one of the only, one of the only Giants that's actually trying. <laughs> that team is, if, like, you should feel embarrassed for being a Giant. I team. think they're trying on offense. They gotta get paid. Their offensive line is not trying at all. Alright, it's looked like that for years. But I, I think Sterling Shepard is going to be your receptions leader this week as we enter Sunday night. He had 11 catches. I don't see anyone who had more than 10. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald had 10. I believe Sterling Shepard will, uh, Unless somebody gets 11 Sunday night or Monday night, we'll lead the NFL in catches this week. So stud in PPR. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. We got big news for you. We got to talk about Robert Woods and his uh, massive back-to-back games. Devontae Adams was a winner today. Mark Ingram was a winner today. Uh, the Saints defense appears to be pretty legit. I got a great SeatGeek story that uh, you might find interesting. We're going to talk about underwear later, too. And our email address is fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's start with the big news. Devontae Freeman left with a concussion. Everybody, Tevin Coleman is universally owned, but he had a lot of work today and a good game. Aaron Jones was carted off with a leg injury in the first quarter. Then Ty Montgomery came in, played pretty well, and then he left with a rib injury, which is something that he dealt with earlier this year. So Jamal Williams, 8% owned, 20 carries, 67 yards. Really just hasn't been very good when he's gotten work, but he got 20 carries for the Packers. Uh, and then Rob Kelly left with a leg injury. Those are your three running back news items. And Samaje Pirine got more work. Jamie, any quick reactions? Freeman, Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, Rob Kelly, all injured in Week 10. There was a tweet from Panthers linebacker Thomas Davis that he said he thought Freeman was concussed in their game last week. Oh, yeah. And that he should have been pulled from that game. So that was, I thought, interesting that another player talking about another player being concussed. Yeah, so there's enough. Freeman con- may be looking at a multi-week injury. Enough concussion controversy, and yeah, it's a good point. Um, so Coleman and uh, Teron Ward, right, the third stringer there, now becomes yeah. Something. I mean, but obviously Coleman, you saw 20 carries, and 
we've we've said this for the last couple of weeks because Freeman's been banged up with a hamstring, with a shoulder, knee injury. That if Coleman, it's the same thing like with the Titans running backs. If Coleman or Henry ever got a full workload, they could be you know top ten type running backs, and, and Coleman's got that potential even next week against Seattle. Coleman, 20 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. For some reason, just not catching passes. He has four catches in his last five games, including Sunday's win over Dallas. And then the other news item, Heath, is Jameis Winston. He could miss an extended period of time, apparently. I guess it's not a huge shock. We knew he would miss at least two weeks, which would be this week against the Jets and next week at Miami. Uh, how concerned should Mike Evans' owners be with this news? A little bit. Like, there wasn't as much Fitz magic as we were all hoping for today. He completed 50% of his passes and averaged, like, five yards per attempt. So he was not good at all. The one thing I feel relatively confident in is when Mike Evans is on the field, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to absolutely pepper him with targets. So it won't be the most efficient production, but Mike Evans has never really been an efficient producer. He's always had a pretty low catch rate. So I I still think he's going to be pretty close to a must-start wide receiver. What about Deshaun Jackson? Might we be seeing... uh... The best of Deshaun Jackson, or in in the rearview mirror, as he, you know, he had a good enough game today. He had six catches for 82 yards on 10 targets. I mean, I still think he's going to be in that category of borderline boom bust number two wide receiver. We had him ranked higher this week, and he was fine. He had eight eight points in a standard league, I guess, 14 in PPR. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think he he's going to fall down, and he's he's probably ranked more in the low 20s. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's talk week 10. Winners and losers. We start with Jamie's winners. And Jared Goff is one of your two winners. He was the start of the week. He scores 32 fantasy points with seven touchdown passes in his last two games now against the Giants and the Texans. It's going to get harder at Minnesota, New Orleans, at Arizona, Philadelphia, at Seattle, at Tennessee, San Francisco to uh, finish the season. But, uh, yeah, so Goff, and I think if you just want to talk about the Rams passing game, uh, give me your thoughts, Jamie. They look great today. Second half was uh was huge, you know, after a little bit of a struggle. Um now we see if he's gonna be a good to great fantasy quarterback as he's been the last few games. You know, I mean the the Cardinals game in London was probably the toughest matchup. And he came through that with, with a strong performance. Uh we'll see if Minnesota gets Everson Griffin back Griffin back. Uh, he missed this game against Washington. That's a big part of that Minnesota pass rush. But he's gotta go on the road to a tough, you know, uh tough face tough opponent. So you have to downgrade him a little bit. But if he's been your guy, you stick with him. So Robert Woods was fantastic. He's now been fantastic for two straight games. Um, I got a little bit nervous with Sammy Watkins. He uh, came up hobbled a little bit toward the end of the first half. Uh, but he came back, got the touchdown. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, he's going to just kind of be what he is. Uh, I don't know if you want to call him a boomer bust number three wide receiver, but, you know, he just hasn't been producing. It, it, we said this, I think, going into the going into the weekend. We haven't seen all three guys play well at the same time. That's hard. So Cup, That's really the other hard. two guys are going is, is is clearly the number three guys. So. But but Cup still gets more targets than Watkins. Like Watkins has been, can we call him oh, lucky if, the last two if weeks? If I could get anything for Sammy Watkins today or tomorrow, I would be. He's got five targets in his last two games and twenty fantasy. Uh, I would say the same thing for Woods because his value is so high, and you picked him up off waivers. Yes, either one of these guys. But I trust Probably. I trust Woods to be what he was before these last two. Like they like they've taken advantage of two great matchups at the Giants and, and home against Houston. And their next two games are at Minnesota and home against New Orleans. Uh, but I at least trust Woods to be what he was before, which is like five catches, 65 yards, uh, which is pretty Yeah, no, he has reliable. a very nice floor. It's just his ceiling is through the roof right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the value is so high right now. 
Uh, uh, Heath, I think I cut you off. What were you saying? I, I, I kind of feel like you're probably seeing what you can get for Jared Goff, too. This is not a very good schedule the rest of the way. He has been absolutely everything you ever dreamed of. We saw him, though, at the beginning of the year was amazing. And then he had a three- or four-game stretch where he was pretty mediocre. I think there's a pretty decent chance he goes back to that towards the end of the season. What would you – who would you rather have, Goff or Phillip Rivers? We know because Rivers has that dream schedule coming up. Right. Rivers. I'm going to take Rivers. Yeah. yeah. Goff or uh, – <laughs> uh, how about man? It's tough because I'll tell you the interesting such, one is Matt golf Ryan. Or Drew Brees. Matt, Matt Ryan is what I was gonna say. Golf or Matt Ryan? Ryan. Ryan. I, I don't. Breeze is the one that worries me. Breeze is playing so well. Like this. Oh yeah, he's great. This game was so frustrating. If you're a Breeze owner, they got inside the ten so many times. He even threw a couple of balls in the end zone, but they just keep handing it off, Heath. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that he threw the ball 25 <laughs> times. He has one game in his last five now with more than 31 attempts. We kind of, you know, overlooked what you were saying about a month and a half ago when you were talking about how Drew Brees' pass attempts were down because he was only throwing the ball 37 times. We would give anything yeah. for Drew Brees to throw the ball 37 times now. Yeah. The, only, the thing is, I just keep coming back to... We've had this conversation about Drew Brees before in in previous years, and he always gets his 30 touchdowns. He always gets it. It's like eight years in a row off the top of my head or something with 30 touchdowns for Drew Brees. He can't even be close to that pace right now. You can tell me if you want to look it up how many passing touchdowns. He had actually had a rushing touchdown today. So, Jamie, do you think it's going to turn around for Drew Brees in terms of fantasy points? He is playing well, but he's just not putting up the numbers. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, I I like his opportunity next week at home against the – Redskins. Yeah, but what about rest of the season? Just is it even a question for you, Breeze or Golf? I still take Breeze. I just feel more comfortable with him. At some point, there's going to be some you know big games ahead. You know, they, they they he was a little bit unlucky because he had a couple you know um, yeah he had a, the the Josh Hill fumble yeah in, in the red zone. Not that he was going to score, but you know who knows if that's a touchdown. He gets that second touchdown, and we're probably not as nervous. But or or he was a little bit lucky because he had a rushing touchdown. He doesn't really ever get those. Sure. But you would think that they were in the red zone enough times that he's going to get one. Yeah. Well, they had, they had six rushing touchdowns in this game, I think. He had one of them. And uh, it's just it's just weird. They're a running it's, team. They're, they should just run the wishbone. The other thing they don't really have is a great red zone target. You know? They don't have Jimmy Graham anymore, and I, they're not throwing it to Michael Thomas there. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like, Heath, you, always, you use the term touchdown regression a lot. I just feel like law of averages tells me some of these Ingram touchdowns and Kamara touchdowns will become Breeze touchdowns at some point. If if he goes back to just throwing it 35 times a game, I completely agree with you. And he's probably got a little bit of touchdown regression coming anyway. But if he's throwing like if he's throwing the ball 31 or fewer times and they're crushing teams, no, he's not going to be a good fantasy quarterback. That brings us to Jamie's second winner, the New Orleans defense. With a great performance in a throttling of the Bills in Buffalo today. Uh, the final score 41, 47 to 10. So, uh, yeah, you're buying in, huh? I mean, you've been buying it. That was, that was more just to poke fun at you. Well, you, do you remember who the number one scoring defense in the NFL was last year? Um, no. Patriots. And everybody said they're not that good. They're not bad, but they're not this good because they have played a terrible, terrible schedule. And look, they're obviously a solid defense, the Saints, but 
I don't know if they're a defense. Like, what are you doing with Kirk Cousins next week? You sitting him against the Saints? I mean, you, Kirk Cousins had two rushing touchdowns today. You're going to count on that happening again? No, I'm just asking. You're going to you're going to yeah, no, I, I, I did my quarterback rankings already, and he's 17. Wow, that seems and that's that's really maybe not as low as you think it is, Adam. Because we're finally out of the. Or no, we have we have one more week of buys left. Yeah, there's four teams on a buy, but the quarterbacks on a buy are the 49ers, um, the 49ers, Colts. Uh, the Jets. The Colts are on the buy, and, and the Panthers. And the Colts, am I right? And the Colts, yes. Yeah. So you're losing, you're losing Cam essentially as he, a must-start. He guy. threw for 327 yards against the Vikings. Oh, Cousins played very well, but but I I think uh you know having to play in New Orleans with the way this defense is playing, yeah, it'll be tough for him. Okay, I may have a, little, a couple spots too low, but. I can't, I can't put him higher than 14th, what I'm looking at right now. No, well thank you for poking fun of me. I appreciate that. Uh, Heath, your winners this week are Devontae Adams and Mar- the Marking Ram, Mark Ingram. Devontae Adams. I feel like we've kind of whispered the last couple weeks, not, not wanting to say it too loudly. Is Devontae Adams just better than Jordy Nelson now? And I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. Devontae Adams is just better than Jordy Nelson now. Cause Be- for no other reason. Better in fantasy or better in football? Uh, yes. No, come on. Jordy Nelson, for the most part, is not getting separation. Okay. And not for the most had, part, he's not getting separation. Well, he did have that one play last week where they forgot to cover yeah, him, and he had a lot of separation on that play. Uh, Brett Hundley just didn't see him. I I think maybe we underrated the connection that there was there between Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. We saw Rodgers without Jordy; he wasn't near as good. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Jordy without Rodgers; he's not near as good. They can make the types of plays that Brett Hundley is just not going to make. And so you need some different types of skills that Devontae Adams seems to have. This is the second week in a row where he's just out-targeted, out-caught, out-produced Jordy Nelson with Brett Hundley. I think that needs to be the expectation for the rest of the season. Devontae Adams is the Packers' number one wide receiver. He also caught a touchdown at Minnesota when Hundley took over in week six. So I'll ask you this. They got Baltimore in week 11. Are you starting Devontae Adams? He's only started in 39% of leagues. He had 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, are you starting Devontae Adams? Are you dropping Jordy Nelson? I I almost dropped Jordy Nelson this week. If it hadn't been for Matt Forte becoming um, saying they them deciding he was going to be inactive on Friday, I would have dropped Jordy Nelson in a league. So I, I think there is a very good chance I will end up dropping Jordy Nelson in a league this week. Let me just run uh, some of the wide receiver waiver wire guys for you. Would you rather have Jordy Nelson or these guys? Robert Woods is 69% on. Yep. Uh, Woods. Marquise Lee is 58% on. Lee. Jameson Crowder is 39% yeah, on. Yeah. I'm excited about Crowder. Crowder. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin, 28% on, mm. but on a buy. I'll take Jordy. Um, yeah. You probably don't have to pick up Goodwin because he'll probably sit there next week. Alright, so that's probably the extent of it. I don't think anybody's dropping Jordy for Kenny Galladay or Dontrell Inman. The running backs, you'd rather have right now Jamal Williams or Jordy Nelson? <laughs> Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams is the one I really struggle with because he's bad. So is, so is Pirine. They're both bad, you know, but they're going to get 15 carries? Right. Would you rather have Theo Riddick or Jordy Nelson? Yeah, a PPR Jordy. Riddick, I'll take Riddick. I think I'd go Rod Jordy. Smith? Rod Smith or Jordy Nelson? Jordy. Hey, listen. I that- don't know what the purpose of having Jordy Nelson on your roster is. Danny Woodhead or Jordy Nelson? Woodhead for sure. Yeah, probably Woodhead. The, I mean, uh, that's where he's at. The Cowboys, we gotta talk about that game, cause it appears that the biggest loss for the Cowboys was not Ezekiel Elliott, it was Tyron Smith. 
It's not even close. It was Smith, right? You agree? Of course. They gave up eight sacks, six to Adrian Claiborne, who consistently abused whichever left tackle. That, they were that wasn't even abused. Air would have yeah, been a better was... defensive uh, presence. <laughs> Air. A better, better blocking presence. He ran to... right by him on I, three I, of those uh, sacks. Yeah, it's awful. I used to play air guitar in high school. Play some air, air left tackle in Dallas. Uh, so Devontae Adams is one of Heat's winners. The marking ram. 21 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns for Mark Ingram this week for the Saints. Uh, that was awesome, Heath. Yeah, and uh, there was a little concern that Alvin Kamara was getting more red zone touches last week, I feel like, and that there's no reason to be concerned with that. Both of these guys are going to be awesome. They're going to have leads. They're going to run the ball. And even last week when Kamara had the much better week, Ingram still had more carries. In this game, he outcarried him 21-12. to 12. A uh, little bit strange that he didn't have any receptions, yeah. but I'm not worried about it. Does, That's because Breeze doesn't throw the ball anymore. <laughs> That's true. Fair. Does Alvin Kamara, Kamara feel at all like Chris Thompson? Who? No. No? No, he's better. Okay. He's a better version Be- of Chris Better Thompson. team. Yeah. All right. Uh, so your winners today, Jared Goff, the Saints defense, Devontae Adams, and Mark Ingram. And SeatGeek is absolutely a winner. Here's a true story. This happened two days ago. Uh, true story about SeatGeek, the ticket app that you need to have, and the co- promo code is FFT for 20 bucks off your first purchase, FFT. So my friend sent me a text message. He asked me if I wanted to go to a Heat-Knicks game with him at Madison Square Garden. That's coming up at the end of the month. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? So he sent me a screenshot of, a t- of ticket prices from a ticket app that was not Seeky, because he's not the brightest guy, yeah, whatever. Um, I, I told him, just give me a second. So I looked on my phone. I looked at the Seeky app. I'm not making any of this up. I found very, very similar seats, um, just a few rows away, basically. And they were $5 cheaper on Seeky. Not not a huge deal, but still, $5 is $5. But then I said, you download the Seeky app, get those seats, and use the promo code FFT. All of a sudden, he saved $20 more. Now they're 15 bucks cheaper per seat. So we got a better price, we got the discount, and we got the tickets immediately. We're going to the game. My brother, yesterday, just bought four tickets to a football game for this upcoming weekend. He uses SeatGeek, because I told him about it last month. He's used it five times already. He's already used the promo code, but he knows you go to SeatGeek, they look for more tickets, they save you time, and they still find you the best prices, even when you have used the promo code. So everybody, you have to use SeatGeek. It is the best ticket app, I promise. Use that code FFT for 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek finds your bargains. Start using it now. Download the SeatGeek app. And the promo code is FFT. All right, time for the losers. Don't tell my friend I didn't call. I called them not bright. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, speaking of losers, I've got a seat geek story about my daughter's boyfriend. Your daughter has a boyfriend, huh? Well, you said losers, so no, no, that would never mean that. What are you? Like, nice. Are you? Are you like? Uh, how, no, what, she, my your... daughter wanted to buy him tickets for his for Christmas. He wanted tickets to some event in January. Uh-huh. And I said, download the SeatGeek app, and she downloaded it. She said, Dad, how are the tickets so much cheaper here? They really are. No, it's it's yep. crazy. You got to use it. But are, what kind of a what kind of a uh, girlfriend's father are you? Like, are you protective? Um, are you a jerk? Are you intimidating? Un- unple- unpleasant. <laughs> unpleasant. Yeah. Do you like? I, well, I would ask you if you like him. It's uh, yeah, of course I like him. He's a very nice kid. I was just joking about the loser part. But I do, I do give him a hard time regularly. I'm embarrassing. But he know, but he knows you're giving him a hard time. You're busting his chops. Uh, about half the time, <laughs> he knows. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, she, she must love that. What the hell happened to Marvin Jones, Heath? This was the, this to me was the biggest disappointment. There were some big disappointments. Maybe it was Fournette. But this was up there. Huge disappointment. One catch on two targets against the Browns. I mean, what do you mean, what happened to Marvin Jones? We've seen this story before, haven't we? When everyone buys into Marvin Jones finally being the number one wide receiver on the Detroit Lions, and then he goes out and lays an egg. Part of what happened to Marvin Jones was Jason McCourty. Uh, he came back for the Browns, and I haven't seen the snap counts yet, but I'm going to assume that uh, a majority of the time he was on Marvin Jones. But maybe, I guess the bigger thing was, Matthew Stafford isn't going to force the ball to him. When there's matchups in better places on the field, Kenny Galladay's back, Golden Tate got by far the most targets, Eric Ebron caught a touchdown. They just, there was no need to force him the ball. Do you think that Marvin Jones is just a week 10 loser, or, you know, this is a rest of season? Like, uh oh. I don't think Marvin Jones will be this bad rest of season. I guess what I would say is he, he lost, um, he lost some of our trust. Okay. We shouldn't be ranking him in the top ten, probably. There's not that type of floor. Bilal Powell's a loser for you, Heath. Yeah, I'm not so sure. And I, 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 every Sunday before the show, I put out my believe it or not tweets for the article for tomorrow. And I'm not so sure that Elijah McGuire is not the best Jets running back to own. He was more heavily used early in the game. He was way, way more heavily used in the passing game. I don't know what happened over the offseason to make them decide <laughs> that Bilal Powell's not a pass-catching running back anymore. Yeah, his whole career Because when Matt Forte was healthy, they threw the ball to Matt Forte. Now Matt Forte's out, and they're throwing the ball to Elijah McGuire. He had seven targets, caught four passes. Bilal Powell had two balls thrown his way. Yeah, they got to buy next week, so do you want to own either of these guys? Um. I'm probably more likely to hold on to them than Jordy. Okay. All right, so that's Bilal Powell. Let's go to Jamie's losers, Melvin Gordon. Speaking of disappointments, 16 carries for 27 yards, 5 catches for 15 yards at Jacksonville, and Austin Eckler had the game of his life with 2 receiving touchdowns, 77 receiving yards. He also had 10 carries, 6 fewer than Gordon. What is your takeaway from Melvin Gordon's struggles this week? I mean, look, he's going to be fine. It was just frustrating, you know, to see him only get the 16 carries when somebody else got 10, you know, a game that was competitive. And, you know, five catches on eight targets, he was actually their target leader. So it's not like his workload was really that much different. It was just the production. So he'll be fine. And the schedule gets so much better for them moving forward. So I'm not really worried about him. It just was tough, tough to watch that. Yeah, you know, you know, it's tough. Here we are. It's uh, 8.35-ish p.m. on Sunday night. It's tough for my upset pick to come through when they fumble a freaking punt and give the Patriots good field it's position. It's Rex Burkhead night. Touchdown Rex Burkhead. He's a weapon, man. He's a weapon. All right. Um, and your other loser, Jamie, is Tyrod Taylor, who only threw 18 passes. This was a brutal game. He scored two points, and he had 27 rushing yards. So he scored none as a passer. He threw for 56 yards on 18 attempts. And this was coming off his best game, 30 points at the Jets. Can he rebound at the Chargers next week? I, I think so. Uh gonna be facing, you know, a guy he knows, Nancy Lynn, the new head coach there, who was a you know offense coordinator and interim head coach for Buffalo. But um it, it just again, more just frustration. Yeah. Yep. Expecting more. Alright, so let's do some more observations from week ten. This segment is called Adam Thielen is greater than Adam Azer. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop doubting the 
two, I guess, stopped doubting the two wide receivers. Uh, this I got is, a question, Adam. Do you think Case Keenum can support two good wide receivers? <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, it wasn't even a good matchup. Like, this was a pretty good pass defense and that did great against wide receivers. Josh Norman, I don't think, had a very good game. I didn't see all that no, much. No, Stephon Diggs made him look silly. And Thielen caught a touchdown. I mean, it was kind of zone coverage, but Norman was the, was there. He tried to get a hand on it and couldn't. That was Thielen's touchdown. Eight catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. This is two monster games in a row for Thielen. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, Keenum, I guess he's playing well. This this was an amazing game. He scored 32 fantasy points, tied with Jared Goff for number one this week. I don't know. Like, how much do you trust the Vikings passing offense? Trust those two receivers. Yeah. Rudolph did I think they're, I think they're going to be fine next week against the Rams. It's a home game. Rams are better uh, in Los Angeles defensively. Um. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You have to start them. What, what can I say at this point? Here's a segment called, well, didn't see that coming. And the first uh, topic here is Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum. Combining for 61 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. So yeah, anything you want to add on Keenum, who's 27% owned, and Cousins, who got me into a lot of hot water with the wife because I told her to bench him for Eli Manning, and she was pissed at me the entire day. So uh, <laughs> Cousins, oh, Eli was good. That wasn't Cousins good. We lost uh, like nine fantasy points on that little transaction. Wow, we. So you're still that, managing the team. That's no, good. Uh, it just, it's, I didn't manage the team. I just. Uh, you said you, we. You just said we lost. It was, yeah. we're in it together. No, it's interesting. When it's, when it's, when it comes down to the car, it's her car. But the fantasy team, it's we. Well, she's losing this week, so she lost nine points. I will not tell uh, you. Wow, I'm wait, let me, let me text Nanda right now. Well, anyway, um, Cousins and Keenum, this was surprising. I mean, the score in this game was very surprising, Minnesota and Washington. Heath, what, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought what Case Keenum did was, from a fantasy perspective, was more legit than what Kirk Cousins did. Um, listen, it's still like the, the touchdown pass that Cousins had was an amazing, amazing catch from a guy that literally the only words I heard somebody say in the green room, who the hell is Harris? <laughs> and the, this, the room's never quiet, at least for the hour that I'm there each day. And <laughs> nobody says a word because nobody knows. Um, so I don't know, I don't, like, like Jamie said, I'm not counting on him next week at New Orleans. Uh, who cousins? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm, you know, you're not, you're saying it's not sustainable because he had two rushing touchdowns. But he had two rushing touchdowns and his only passing touchdown was an amazing catch. I'm just wondering what set up the touchdowns because I think he threw it down to the one yard line, you know, at least for one of them. He threw it to Vernon Davis, and he got down to the one-yard line. Then he ran it in. And Cousins, he gets you some rushing touchdowns. I mean, he kind of does that. He's Cousins has had a really nice year. His two, like, bad games recently were in the rain against the Cowboys, and then last week with no offensive line at Seattle. Yeah, and the offensive line was healthier today. All five guys were back. Yep. Trent Williams played. James Crowder played. So give him credit. I mean, I don't think it's a— it's like I have I have Kirk Cousins in our podcast league. It's a 14 team league. I picked up Jay Cutler before seeing that Trent Williams was active. I was going to play Cutler, and then when when I saw Trent Williams was active, I said, you know what, I'm going to st- I'm going to stick with Cousins. I'm not going to get away from Cousins next week. Uh, like to pick up Case Keenum, for example, I'm not going to make that transaction because I don't know if that's the, to me they're they're somewhat equal. Um, 
Fair, fair. Yeah. And and to clarify, it's Maurice Harris. Okay. You think Kirk Wildcorner. Cousins and Case Keenum are equal? You mean for next week or for next week? Okay. Keenum with the revenge uh, by, game. By the way, the just Rams. to let you know, Mr. Uh, only Football Guy, Dave said when Harris caught the ball, he goes, "Is that Devin Harris?" <laughs> and he goes, "Wait, no, that's a basketball player." Oh, Devin Harris, the point guard. Yeah. Yes. Is he still in the league? Yes. Yep. Where is he playing? Brooklyn. Dallas. Still in Dallas. Still in Dallas. Good for him. Uh, all right. Next on, well, I didn't see that coming. Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette combined for seven fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. Jamie, you think whatever for Melvin Gordon. What about Leonard Fournette with this terrible game against the Chargers, who I thought had a bad run defense? Maybe not. I mean, look, it, it was a bad game. Um, they went away from him completely almost in the fourth quarter, and they were using T.J. Yeldon in, in pass-casting situations. So I would imagine he bounces back next week against Cleveland, which their run defense that had been so you know good was a little bit leaky. You know, they were, at least at the halftime, they were, average, they were giving up 8.9 yards per carry, and, and Amir Abdullah scored a touchdown. And Riddick caught a touchdown. So I'm not benching Leonard Fournette next week against the Browns. Did no, you, I, and I would be a lot more concerned about Melvin Gordon if it wasn't for that fumble at the end of the game. From Eckler? Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was outplayed by Eckler today. It's weird, weird day. And uh, didn't see that coming. Amir Abdullah, you just mentioned it, Jamie. He scored in a tough matchup against the Browns. He had 11 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown. They ran very well against the Browns. Um, I'll, I'll stick with Jamie here. Do you trust Amir Abdullah at Chicago next week? Trust and Amir Abdullah are very hard to put in the same <laughs> sentence. But uh, the couple things that you have to buy into. One, sticking with him after the two fumbles last week in the red zone was good. Uh, yards per carry, you know, um, nearly five yards per carry, you know, was it like 4.8, uh, is good. The fact that Taylor Decker played and this all happened is good. You know, so I, I think you could, you know, we, we were saying this going into the season, especially after Decker got hurt, was second half of the season for them that we didn't think Cleveland, for example, would be a good run defense, and, and clearly they were not today. But uh, I think you could look at it as he's someone that could potentially be a number two running back slash flex. And in a lot of cases he has been. It just hasn't been. It's been like a, a poor man's Lamar Miller, you know, where he's gotten you six points, seven points, whereas Miller's been eight or nine. So now you could see... A lot of work last week, touchdown. A lot of, not a lot of work, but led them in, in touches this week in terms of carries, touchdown. This is still a throwing offense. It's a, it's a team that relies on Matthew Stafford to carry them. But Abdullah, if they use him in the right spots, which is what he asked for going into last week, can potentially start to build off these strong performances. Yeah, who would you guys rather have rest of season, Amir Abdullah or suddenly resurgent Isaiah Crowell? What do you think? Probably Crowell. Crowell. That's a good question. I think Crowell will do more in the in the passing game, not that he did today. Yeah. I, I don't know that he will well so he had uh, he had eight catches for ninety yards in his previous two games, Crowell, but Dave reminded me on the radio show last night that uh, a lot of the catches in this in this in the last game against Minnesota in week eight came after Duke Johnson got hurt. And then he had a concussion, yeah. yeah, he went back to yeah. just one catch this week. But sixteen carries, ninety yards and a touchdown. And um, I don't know who's got a better schedule going forward. I, I will say Amir Abdullah does not have a good one. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Neither of them have a good one. I like Crowell slightly better. And so I'll say Crowell. Okay. How about the, the Browns offense looks better after Joe Thomas gets hurt? <laughs> yeah, well, they also may have lost their quarterback. Sean Kaiser left with an injury. We got no, more... he came back. He came back in? Yep. Okay. So he's back. Hooray. Good for him. How um... about his brain fart? Did you see that? Did he do that on his own? 
That's what all of his teammates were saying. Oh, well, at the end of the first half? Gosh. At the end of the first half, they had called a pass play because there was only like 15 seconds left, and they had the ball at the two. <laughs> and he audibled to a quarterback sneak from the two. From the two. Got stood up, and the clock ran out before they could run out of their play. Oh, that was so embarrassing. Uh, the, Scott Hansen on NFL Red Zone goes, Oh, my Browns, when that happened. It was very well said. Back to so, – well- uh, Just before you move on, so mm-hmm. I, I texted Nando. I said – Oh, I, I really Ali's hate, I team, hate you. In regards to Ali's fantasy team, Adam said, quote, we lost nine points today about <laughs> Kirk Cousins versus Eli Manning. He texts back, ha 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 And then he said, he doesn't even realize he does it. I, I knew what I was doing. I don't manage her team. She asked me for advice. I told her to sit Cousins and, and pick up Eli, alright? Like, come on. And I was bad. So there we go. Joke's on me. Um, hey, back to, well, I didn't see that coming in just a second. Because raise your hand if you're wearing me undies right now. Yay! Yeah, we all have our hand. All three of us. Three I'm only three. wearing me undies. Okay. Clean sweep. I got them on, and I'll we'll spare you the visuals. But I have three pairs of me undies underwear. They are incredible. Most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. They fit great. They look great. They feel great, and they're three times softer than cotton, which you didn't even know was possible. So listen, go to meundies.com/fft. For 20% off underwear and socks. I have got to get me the socks. 20% off meundies.com slash FFT. Look, every year, millions of people get the least liked gift of all time this time of year, right? Underwear. We still give it to our family and our loved ones. They just don't want it. But it's not the underwear that's the problem. It's the kind of underwear. So MeUndies is the the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift. Perfect for this time of year. It's a holiday miracle. Don't give underwear. Give me undies. And by the way, be selfish and get yourself some me undies. Uh, so get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you'll ever wear this holiday season. Free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, meundies.com slash FFT. That's meundies.com slash FFT. Yes, and I love to hear that you like me undies. We just don't want any pictures, but we want to know that you like it. All right, a couple more. Didn't see that coming. Heath, didn't see that coming. Adrian Claiborne sacked Dak Prescott six times. And what I want to know is people out there might be thinking, oh, boy, Alfred Morris wasn't very good. Dak Prescott wasn't very good. Des Bryant had a terrible game. It's all because they lost Zeke. What do you think? I don't think it's all because they lost Zeke. I think it definitely had to do with their offensive line situation. I don't think Zeke's irrelevant either. I did put the question out there today whether or not the Cowboys' offense is broken without Ezekiel Elliott. 59% said yes. 41% said no. Uh, This was a bad spot. It was a very important game for the Falcons in that building. Pass rush kind of snowballed on them a little bit. I'm not necessarily concerned about the Cowboys' rest of the season. Is there any doubt in your mind you'd take DeAndre Hopkins over Des Bryant? Zero. Would you take Devontae Adams over Des Bryant rest of the season? No, but it's closer than DeAndre Hopkins is. <laughs> okay. And finally, I'll go back to Heath. Heath uh, didn't see that coming. Cameron Brait was terrible. One catch for 10 yards on three targets against the Jets. Yeah, I think we need to uh, probably chill out on the Cameron Brait hype until Jameis gets back. Yeah, could be the case. I mean, he had what, about 60 yards each of the last two weeks, which is pretty good for a tight end. Um, but this was really disappointing. It was, it was a disappointing game. Thank goodness for garbage time and Robbie Anderson. 
Uh, all right, some news and notes for you. We're going to get into the games pretty soon. Mike Mitchell for Pittsburgh, their safety. He left with an ankle injury, and Joe Hayden broke his leg, and he's out indefinitely. So two injuries in the Steelers' secondary, and they're already they're starting to show some cracks in the passing game uh, defensively. Adam Jones for Cincinnati, their cornerback. He left. He was evaluated for a concussion. Jets cornerback Mo Claiborne, Claiborne, he played, but then he left. He re-aggravated his foot injury. Giants couldn't get any worse. They lost two offensive linemen and their defensive tackle, Snacks Harrison. Uh, Sterling Shepard seems fine. May have injured his hamstring, but he's fine. Uh, Brett Hundley hurt his hamstring, but he played through it. Jacoby Brissett is in the concussion protocol. And Sean Lee, Dallas middle linebacker, he left with a hamstring injury in the first quarter. And ESPN.com had this stat. After Lee went out, the Cowboys allowed 45 rushing yards on nine carries in the first half. After he went out. So he obviously makes a difference. And Will Fuller left with injured ribs. A quick look Jay at... Jay next week. Against two, the Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We got Eagles-Cowboys next week? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Sunday night? Oh, Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. Love it. Almost as much as I love... Oh, it's 14-3. What the hell happened? Who scored? Deion Lewis, kickoff return. A kickoff return? Special teams, Broncos. Special teams. You're letting me down. Well, don't worry about it. It's in the hands of Brock Osweiler. Um, all right. So anyway, top five quarterbacks this week. Guys, we'll do this quickly here. Keenum, Goff, Cousins, Bethard, and Stafford. Heath, your reaction to Keenum, Goff, Cousins, Bethard, and Stafford? I was impressed with Bethard. That there's a guy that does not want to lose his job. Doesn't want Jimmy Garoppolo era to start quite yet. Played very well. Also, your Giants are a complete embarrassment to the game of football. <laughs> so bad. Alex DJ Beathard screwed up the 49ers. Yeah, I know. Giants lose are that in game. line. Giants are in line for the number two pick now. Just need the Browns to win. Um, so yeah, Beathard, uh, they're on a bye. And then we might, there was a report that Garoppolo might start playing in week 12 against Seattle. He has to. He has to. Yeah, so you can't, you can't go out and pick up Beathard. No. No. Yeah. No. Giant, but Giants, uh, it's Kansas City. It's Andy Reid. Coming off a bye, and it's Kansas City facing the Giants, setting up for a nice Alex Smith day. It's also 2017, so you know what's going to happen. The, the the complete opposite? I'm taking the Giants money line. <laughs> uh, Jamie, top five running backs. Ingram, DeMarco Murray, two rushing, one receiving touchdown. Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and Isaiah Crowell. Ingram, Murray, Eckler, Kamara, Crowell. They are not running the ball with the same success, but DeMarco Murray still giving you good fantasy production. So you got to be, you know, relatively excited about that as the Marco Murray owner. So, um, Keith, I, I thought you said it best on our show today. It would be nice if they just sat him to make sure he's healthy, but until he gives you reason to sit him, um, you know, the Titans are going to continue to lean on him. But this yep. was the first week he was off the injury report, right? Well, he was hurt going into the week. Yeah, and I believe he was limited on Wednesday. Okay. All right. Maybe well, he was full on Wednesday. I, I don't know. I, he I, was... One of the takeaways, though, just you look back to last week. And you saw that goal line touchdown by uh, Hunter Henry or Hunter Henry, <laughs> Derrick Henry, Ingram or what the heck's his name? What's wrong with me? Murray. Marco Murray. Yeah, he was hurt during that play. You know, he was off the field getting looked at, so he didn't lose that job. That was nice to see. No, no, no. He's never lost a job. He's just been—they've been sharing touches. I mean, even today, Henry had what eleven carries. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, eleven carries, fifty-two yards. He actually ran better. He did, but of course, you know, you get the goal line carry. Sometimes it hurts your yards per carry. All right, Jamie, I'll give you the wide receivers. Top five wide receivers this week. Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, A.J. Green, Chester Rogers, 
And then we, oh my gosh, we had a five-way tie for fifth. Golden Tate, Marquise Goodwin, Brandon LaFell, Devontae Adams, and Juju Smith-Schuster. You can yeah, just give us number five. Smith-Schuster still play well? Yeah, that was nice. 97 yards and a touchdown for Smith-Schuster. He's good. He's good. Um, AJ Green, one big play. Uh, same with Brandon LaFell. I don't, I don't know if LaFell's going to excite anybody, especially they have to face Denver next week, but. Good to see AJ Green bounce back after he, uh, you know, tried to prove he's an MMA fighter against Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> so, are you aware of the whole Steelers touchdown celebration thing with the AJ Green? That's awesome. Well, well, I see what they did. It was poorly executed. They tried to have Antonio Brown choke uh, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster to basically imitate AJ Green, but it was just a complete debacle. No. And props to the Vikings for the leapfrog. That was uh, yeah, that was funny. That was excellent. Um, how about two USC wide receivers? By the way, the USC wide receivers notoriously terrible in the NFL, but Juju and Robert Woods tearing it up. Yep. And Heath, our top five tight ends for Week Ten. Couple of them from Thursday: Jimmy Graham, Garrett Selleck, Jermaine Gresham, Austin Hooper getting the targets lately, and Trey Edmonds who is also a running back and had nine carries for 48 yards and a touchdown for the Saints. He doesn't really count. So we'll go with Eric Ingram. Uh, excuse me, Evan Ingram and Eric Ebron. Uh, they had nine fantasy points. So you got Garrick Selleck in there. You got Hooper. You got Ingram. You got Ebron. What do you got? We got a disgusting position. It's like catcher in fantasy baseball at this point. Um, but I was glad to see that Selleck and Ebron came through against the matchups, because that's what we're kind of left with at this point. If you don't have one of the top four or five tight ends, you just hope that the guys playing against the great matchups score a touchdown. And look, good, good job in PPR leagues for Vernon Davis, 7 for 76. Yeah. That was a great game. Delaney Walker, 6 for 63. Got banged up again, but great game. Jason Witten, 7 for 59. So those, those are good tight end games in PPR, so uh, give those guys credit, too. I'm going to say something, Heath. You ready? Let's fight about this. I, oh, think, good. I think this is one of the best tight end years I've ever seen. I think it's a really good position for what we usually have at tight end. And, and you are you're kidding me? No, and I base that on the fact that I can't trade tight ends because look, Cameron Bray was bad this week, and maybe we do have to take a step back. But Charles Clay didn't do anything this week. He should hopefully get better. It was an awful day for Tyrod Taylor. He didn't even throw for sixty yards. You had Ertz on a bye. You had Kelsey on a bye this week. Right. Um, You've if, got Gronk. Ertz, Kelsey, and Jimmy Graham. Right. That's it. If the Redskins have one guy, I trust that guy. I think uh, I think Evan Ingram is very trustworthy. I, I actually think it's pretty good. Delaney Walker is like he's like three weeks in a row now. He's really good in PPR. He's not scoring, but good in PPR. We've lost Delaney Walker for the most part. No, we he's, lost he's Greg Olson. Reliable completely. in PPR. We've lost Jordan Reed. Except he comes back every couple of weeks and runs it for Vernon Davis. Well, you have to you have to say that Cameron Brate's had a good year. Yeah, Cameron Brate had a very good first half of the year. I think he's done. Maybe because of the injury, but Safarian Jenkins six for sixty-seven this week. That's another good. Yeah, I actually think it's been a better year. I mean, there've been some really good waiver wire pickups. Jack Doyle had a horrible game, but he entered this week one catch behind. I think he's probably leading. All tight ends. Okay, are we talking? I, I don't think it's been a bad year for PPR because Austin Safarian Jenkins has those four catch thirty yard games that turn out to be halfway useful. But uh, I, I, mean, I will by Tuesday have run some uh, some numbers and I will confirm whether you are correct or wrong in terms right. of tight end fantasy points per game. Okay, actually, I'm I'm, I'm interested because I think it's been okay. I think it's been pretty good. 
Um, all right, let's go to the games. Atlanta 27 and Dallas 7. And I think we kind of covered it. But why don't we talk about the running backs? Why don't we talk about the Cowboys running backs? Um, Alf had 11 for 53. They were trailing in this game. So Jamie told us before the show, Rod Smith uh, outsnapped Alfred Morris by a ton. He had like 15 more snaps. And he might be good in PPR leagues. Four catches for 15 yards. I'm not discouraged by Alfred Morris, though. I really think Tyron Smith's going to make a huge difference if he comes back next week. What do you think? I agree. Oh, I'm not discouraged by Alf at all. In fact, if somebody – now, the, the disappointing part is that next week he gets the Eagles, who have been very good against the run. Yeah. If they if they, they have they, Smith back, though, he'll still be in the number two conversation. Yes. Now, af, after that, I think the schedule gets a little bit better. I, I, I think he is a fine person to try to acquire this week as a, as a sort of a buy-low. And then after this week, they have two Thursday night Thursday games in a row, Thanksgiving yep. and then the week after another Thursday game. And then they get the Giants, who will have probably like six players left on the team by then. That could be Zeke, though. <laughs> uh could be. It could be. I. Who knows? Could it? it that's yes. four games. That's four weeks, right? The the next the next legal thing is December first, which is after the following Thursday game. Right. Uh, any concerns long term about Dez or Julio, who both disappointed today? Um, oh, I'm concerned about Dez. I think if you're concerned about Dez. Not you in particular, Heath, but it, as a fantasy player, you're you're concerned about Dak too. And I'm I'm yeah, not concerned about that. The only thing is, like Dak can run it in. Dak can throw a screen pass for a touchdown. Dak's been a very good fantasy producer this year. Yeah, but I mean, Des, Des you know, he's had the touchdown game. Look, Des has been disappointing. There's no doubt about it. But I, I think for Dak to be next level good, he needs Des to be at least better than what he's been. Jamie, guess who just caught like a 30-yard pass for the Patriots? Rex Burkett. <laughs> Martellus Bennett. Nice. Touchdown? Wow. Nah, nah. Um, alright, let's move on to our, to our next game. Uh, Julio, okay, I'm sorry. Is Julio Jones still a top five wide receiver? Yes. Yeah. Tennessee 24 and Cincinnati 20. Heath, what's your big takeaway from this game? I still believe it's coming for Corey Davis. He got 10 targets in this game, had an almost touchdown. Hmm. Uh, I, I believe it's coming. He also had a fumble, unfortunately, but he led the team in targets. I that think was the same play as the almost touchdown. The fumble? He fumbled it out he of the going back. Into he fumbled, right, yeah, he right, yes. Um, I think Mariota oh, – I mean, Mariota, you want to talk about somebody who almost had a huge game. He came a half a yard short of a rushing touchdown. Rashard Matthews dropped what probably should have been a touchdown, wide open, and then you just talked about the Corey Davis play, so – and, and he ran, you know, he ran for 51 yards. He had run for six yards in his previous three games. Uh, I thought it was, I was happy that we saw some Oh yeah, signs. he played great. This is going to be an interesting test for him. Thursday night on the road at Pittsburgh. Ooh, I think there's still one game. more win, one more week left in the, uh, buy low on Mariota window because nobody's yep. going to want to start him at Pittsburgh. And then after that, the schedule turns beautiful. When and he didn't have a 20 point day. You know, he was one, one point short. So people look at that too and say, well, maybe he's not there yet. What do you think about Joe Mixon, guys? He's, I guess, sort of like Lamar Miller. You know, he gets you around eight to ten fantasy points. It's not pretty, but can we rely on him, or would you try to get whatever you can for him right now, Joe Mixon? I don't think you're gonna get a lot for him. I actually had an offer for about uh, twenty minutes that I mulled over, but the guy pulled it back, which I regret not taking it in those twenty minutes. It was Joe Mixon for Marvin Jones, and I thought I needed Marvin Jones this week, so I was that's what was the hes- why I was hesitant. Um. I think Mixon, Dalton, every, really everybody for the Bengals outside of A.J. Green 
is kind of matchup dependent. When you know they're going to have a, a tough matchup, you sort of want to dial back expectations, and next week they got to play Denver. So Mixon probably going to struggle, depending on what happens with Denver coming out of this game. Um, and Dalton's been the same way. Favorable matchup like he had today. If he didn't have the two fumbles, he would have been a top five quarterback. Yeah, uh, top or really? top ten, top ten maybe. Yeah, he had he had eighteen fantasy points, so he would have had twenty two. Um, so you would have you would rather have Mixon than Marvin Jones rest of season? It, it for me it was just it was position specific. I lost Ezekiel Elliott and I have you know four good receivers, but okay. I, again I thought I needed Marvin Jones for this week. I got you. I traded Juju for Joe Mixon a week ago and not feeling as good about that anymore. How you feeling about our Lashawn McCoy for AJ or AJ Green for Lashawn McCoy trade? Fine. Yeah, me too, because I think you know, McCoy was going to have a good game, but they just got slaughtered. And then uh, Green, this was a great matchup for him. He's got tough ones coming up. At Denver next week, then Cleveland should be good. Then Pittsburgh, well, maybe not so bad anymore. Chicago at Minnesota. Like, he's got. We know he had a tough schedule. All right, uh, moving on to our next game, Detroit 38 and Cleveland 24. And we talked about Isaiah Crowell, uh, Matthew Stafford, slow start for him, but thank goodness there are two halves. He had 26 fantasy points. I don't know. Is there anything we didn't cover from this game? You want, uh, did we? Did you talk about Eric Ebron Heath when we talked about the tight ends? Yeah, I mean he only had three targets. It was just one of those things. Everybody scores against the Browns, and so did Eric Ebron. This I wouldn't call this game encouraging. Uh, am I missing anything that we need to cover here? I don't think so. We covered Abdullah. We covered Marvin Jones. Hooray for Matt Stafford. What do you think about this upcoming schedule for Stafford at the Bears, Minnesota, at Baltimore? Not great. No, but he's he's one of those guys that's playing so well. Like, think about what he did against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, he's he's just playing so well, and they're throwing so much. I think he could be an 18 to 20 point guy in the bad matchups, and a 22 to 25 guy or more in the good matchups. Okay. Like, I'm not sitting him next week at Chicago. Minnesota 38, Washington 30. I sang it for some reason. Oh, uh, the running backs in this game. Latavius Murray, who's 66% owned, had 70, had 17 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. It was a disappointing game from Jarek McKinnon, who had been amazing in three of his last four games. 10 carries for 32 yards, two catches. How concerned? Lowest touches for him since Dalvin Cook got hurt. Now, you know what? Not as many as Latavius. But he had between, okay, so Jarek McKinnon had been between 14 and 16 carries. In each of his four previous games, each, each of his last four games, uh, the bottom line is, and this is maybe another reason why I had trouble accepting Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. They had been running the ball so much uh, today. They ran the ball a lot. Oh gosh, Keenum only threw twenty nine passes, and he threw God, what a game he had. Except those interceptions were terrible. But um, sorry, I digress. Yeah, McKinnon. McKinnon had been getting about fifteen carries a game. He got ten today uh, with two catches. And Murray got the goal line work, but McKinnon did get work inside the 10. He just didn't get work at like the 1 or the 2. I don't know. What do you guys think? Jamie. I think when you, when people are going to go away from McKinnon, he's going to come back and have a strong game. He's still the better of the two for me. You definitely want McKinnon any game where they may be chasing the score. He just he needs that passing game production to be good. Latavius Murray, this is the at least eyeball test for me. This is the best he looked in terms of his like yes, running. So maybe the bye week helped that ankle, and he's he's getting healthier. Yeah, sometimes that happens with the bye week. It's a good call. Who would you rather pick up, Latavius Murray, who's sixty six percent on, I think I said, or Jamal Williams, the Packers? I think Murray just because of offense. Yep. Murray, okay. Uh, They're both probably gonna get the same amount of touches. 
How excited are you about Jamison Crowder? Thirty-nine percent owned. More excited in PPR than I am in standard, but he's gonna he's gonna be one of the most added players, and he should be. You know who had zero targets in this game? Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Okay, Saints forty-seven. And Josh Doxson was a couple was a couple like feet away from like two huge touchdowns. Every game with him, big play guy. All right, uh, New Orleans 47 and Buffalo 10. The Saints had the ball for 41 minutes and 23 seconds. This was complete domination, and we've discussed the running backs. We spent a lot of time on Drew Brees. Nice to see Michael Thomas with 117 yards. First game with more than 89 yards this year. Still can't find that end zone. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, you make anything of this? He did lead the team in catches, yards, and targets, but it was three for 42 on six targets, Heath. What do you think about Kelvin? What do you think about Charles Clay? I thought I was encouraging that he got six targets in his first game. I wasn't sure that he would be that involved. They tried to get him involved very early. It wasn't a situation where he was just uh, in, there in the red zone or anything like that. So I, I think it should be a good sign moving forward. Jamie called it earlier in the week that this could be a shake-the-rust-off game for Charles Clay. I'm going to assume what that's what it was. I'm a, If I'm concerned about anything, it's LaShawn McCoy and his work in the passing game because he has seen his targets – and his receptions and his production in the passing game go down over the last month of the season. And I don't expect that Kelvin Benjamin being there is going to help that any. Okay. We go to Jacksonville 20 and the Chargers 17. A fun finish. Wild, sloppy, unpredictable, but fun. But the Jaguars come out on top 20-17, to and we discussed both running backs in this game. We're not super worried about Melvin Gordon or Leonard Fournette. And Rivers, like, Rivers scored, I think, 23 fantasy points against the Broncos. In the first game, uh, 19 fantasy points against the Jaguars, which is pretty damn good. He's just kind of hard to predict. I feel Jamie Philip Rivers. Just, I don't, it's tough to predict. You know, Pete Prisco called this one. He said that he's got such a great history against the Jaguars that he would play well. And give him credit, he played well. You know, I mean, he's he's one of these guys that uh, you know you, you can. It's it, I don't want to say like like Russell Wilson or or even like Jared Goff, where there's not a dominant receiver on the field and he just gets his numbers. But, you know, Eckler with the two touchdowns, you know, that's the way Rivers has been playing this year. It was Travis Benjamin a couple weeks ago. So give him credit. This wasn't a great fantasy day, but it was much better than I thought it would be. You know, the fact that he got you multiple touchdowns, the interception was fluky at the end. It was a bad throw by him. What a catch by Boye. I, uh, yeah. yeah. It was. I guess my biggest question from this game is do we have to wait another year for Ladarius Green to take over for Antonio Gates? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I know we're probably going to be a little forgiving of Keenan Allen, even though it's five bad games in a row for him. We knew it was a tough matchup. Are we going to be forgiving of uh, of Hunter Henry, one catch for seven yards on two targets? I just expressed my disgust. I know. I'm, it's not I'm about upset. Hunter Henry. I'm not disappointed in Hunter Henry. I have no hard feelings towards Hunter Henry. It's whoever is making the decision to not throw the ball to Hunter Henry. <laughs> uh, well, that would be Phil Rivers. But you just want him more involved, going out for more routes and such. Yeah, and that's not happening. Um, I will, as, on a positive note, uh, get ready to see me write nice words about Blake Bortles heading into Week 11. He will be my uh, most likely my number one streamer heading into Week 11. All right, at Cleveland. And, and Marquise Lee is another USC wide receiver who's having a big year. Juju, Lee, and Woods, big-time stuff. It's funny, I was excited about Marquise Lee, and then I kind of dialed back expectations for the week. Not about picking him up. I mean, we talked about it on waivers, but I originally had him in my top 24 and then uh, dropped him down. But um, I, I wonder if Hayward getting hurt in that game helped Marquise Lee. I don't know if Hayward came back after he was getting checked out. Yeah. All right, Green Bay 23, Chicago 16. We'll go a little faster here try to get this show done in the next few minutes. 
Green Bay 23, Chicago 16. Any long-term concerns about Jordan Howard, who had 15 carries for 54 yards? And just like Kareem Hunt, I believe they both have gone five games in a row without scoring a touchdown. Jordan Howard. Nope. Okay. Hey, people, please, drop Tariq Cohen. What are you doing? He's 81% owned. He doesn't even catch passes anymore. Let's just stop. Pittsburgh 20, Indianapolis 17. Well, I, I will back up one second. Take a look at Dontrell Inman. Remember, they traded for him. Good Led call. the team in targets with eight. Trubisky played okay in this game. Good call, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, what do you think about Ben Roethlisberger? 21 fantasy points, slow start, only threw 31 passes, and they were trailing in this game. But I don't know. Can we get more than 21 fantasy points from this guy? It'll be interesting Thursday night against the Titans. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton just lit them up. Um, they're still there back into that defense. Not very good for Tennessee. And I, I, I think Roethlisberger will be at least this. So my, my guess is this is kind of what the floor is moving forward. At least that's the hope. Um, how many times though are we going to expect him to get 20 more fantasy points with Antonio Brown doing next to nothing? So imagine when he gets that guy going. Yeah, that's right. Brown had a bad game. Schuster, Smith Schuster had a good game. I just, like, I'm watching this game right now. I think I made a huge mistake dropping, uh, Rex Burkhead last night, cause they just lined him up at the goal line on, uh, on second and goal. Alright, anyway, he's gonna be an well, interesting Well, was guy. an actor for this game. He was. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Ah, I think you I made was, a huge mistake. I, I screwed that. I, well, I picked up Danny Woodhead for, and dropped Burkhead, but my big, big mistake. Um, it, you know, it's weird. Brissett is starting to play well. Three games in a row with multiple touchdown passes. I hope he's okay. I hope he doesn't miss a game with a concussion. But T.Y. Hilton did nothing. Chester Rogers and Dante Moncrief with huge plays, and Hilton does nothing. Um, so that's frustrating. Not just Hilton does nothing, but Doyle did Doyle. nothing. Mack did nothing. Yeah. Two, two catches for Doyle on five targets. Uh, Tampa Bay 15 and the Jets 10. Uh, do, do you guys feel just, good? Just keep in mind the Colts are on a bye next week. I know you said it with the bye teams, but. You know, in terms of picking up guys from the Colts. Do you feel good about Robbie Anderson, or do you feel like it's been too good to be true? It's four straight games with a touchdown. I feel great about Robbie Anderson. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown every week, but I think he's a solid number two. All right. I mean, if you were to say seven targets, look, it was basically the same play. McCown tried to hit him, you know, down the field. He overthrew him on one. Grimes made an interception. He hits him for a touchdown on another play. And he had another oh. one where he only got one foot in on that. Another, he had an almost touchdown on that same play. They ran that yeah, play three I mean, times. Look, look, look at the targets for them. Seven for Anderson, nine for Safarian Jenkins, seven for McGuire, eight for Curse. That's kind of what it's going to be almost every game for them with just take out McGuire and put in Forte if he's healthy. Would you rather have Robbie Anderson or Deshaun Jackson rest of season? Anderson. Ro- Robbie. Uh, Jordy Nelson or Robbie Anderson? Easy, Anderson easily. Devontae Adams or Robbie Anderson? Anderson. Anderson. Wow, okay, all right. Oh, Bonanza! I think I'm, I'm counting it. San Francisco. No. What, uh, Why does it even matter if, what does it even matter if you're counting it? You've already backed out of doing the challenge when you were supposed to. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Got an email. Let me see if I can find it. I believe. But why, I, I understand. Why, why can't you count this one? Of course it's a successful one. Right? Yeah, you don't think so, Heath? I don't think we're, it, the challenge isn't on anymore. Heath. Oh, he, here it is. He, here it he is. He refused to do the challenge. No. So it's well, okay. I'm not talking about the challenge, but I think he, he gets credit for the I do. bonanza. Wait, wait. Justin Lockwood sent me an email. He said, Adam, you guys seem to be forgetting that Jamie clearly said to you, quote, if Zeke plays this week, you don't have to do the bean boozled. And then Zeke that played that week. week. That was last week. No, it was two weeks ago. No, it was last he week. Played. Right. And Zeke played. played. Two weeks ago is when you didn't do a, a bonanza. 
Last week you got it right, and then you never had us do the Bean Boozle. Yeah, Jamie did it. He just he, that he was likes the, the start Bean of the week. No, I did it for the start of the week. All right, what? Well, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is the, the entire game's over. The Bean Boozle, yes, the challenge is over. But the Bonanza was correct. I'm, I'm on a three game winning streak. No, no, two games ago you didn't even pick one. Okay, but I've gotten three picks in a row correct. No, it doesn't count. Uh, fine, I'm I, on a, I'm on a four week unbeaten streak. I'll stand by what I said. You got the bonanza right. You've picked three in a row. You weaseled out of that one that that week by not picking one. So you should have had to do a bean boozle that week. But you are you have been correct in every week that you have picked a bonanza. You've gotten your bonanza right. I've never I never knew the rule. I would have picked one. Uh, any hey Arlen's Darkwa. How much do you guys? The streak buy? is over. I know. He he got ten fantasy points because he got a two point conversion, but he did not get a hundred yards or a touchdown. That's twenty five yeah. weeks in a row, or four? Twenty four or five? Twenty four. You know, it's funny was because I, I thought maybe Shane Vereen would score, maybe Gallman would score. Uh, Darkwell played well. I mean, it's hard to argue with it. You know, he had eighty eight total yards. Yeah, he had a two point conversion as well, so that counts, right? Yep. Now he did get in the end zone, Jamie. That you know. So I guess that. you know I, I can go back and look <laughs> and just make sure it's ten. ten I'm running back any ten fantasy points. Yeah, sure. that would be accurate. There you go. All right, so Darkwa. But the um, other streak continues. Look, they're actually surprisingly running the ball fairly well. It's weird. And the Chiefs next week might be another week to start early. Oh, Dark, Dark was, Dark was a must start. But they lost two offensive linemen. We gotta check on Fluker and, and Pew. Um, I'm telling you, the Giants are gonna beat the Chiefs next week. No chance, no way. No yep. way. They have no pride. Oh. Like they're, they're, Janoris Jenkins a, was, was playing right, at here, half here's, speed. Here's your Bean Boozle bet. Oh, please. Oh, awful. Okay. Rams 33, Houston 7. Just give me a final thought on, on this game, Heath. Take it away. Um, sell, 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 sell. On the Rams? Yep. Not Gurley. Um. Well, I, I mean, Gurley was, had a good day. He had 12 fantasy points. He had six catches though. He had a huge PPR game. Yeah. He had, uh, he had what, 136 total yards. It's pretty good. It was very good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, (laughs) like, Sammy Watkins, I don't buy this. Um, Robert Woods, I don't buy this. And Jared Goff has a very difficult schedule. Yeah. All right, well, that's a fun show. Thank you, everybody. That's week 10 for you. Didn't see that coming. That's the theme of week 10. Giants are going to beat the Chiefs next week. And we got some time left. Broncos are going to come back and win this game. For Jamie and Heath, I'm Adam. See you later. Bye. Bye.